At the top of that bottle, there's only a little bit of air, right? I don't think they vacuum seal them. I think they just pop the cork in and seal yeah, it. Yeah, I don't... I don't I think don't, they suck the air out or anything. Probably not manually. <laughs> Hopefully not orally. Well, if hanging out and drinking is something that you want to do, well, let me introduce you to my boys, Matt and Drew. For fun and laughs and spirits, there's just one place to go. It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show. Whiskey Tequila Friday Show with my boys, Matt and Drew. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. And happy Friday to everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Whiskey Tequila Fridays, our podcast where we drink a little whiskey, we drink a little tequila, we educate, we libate, and we try to have a little bit of fun. We're My have name, a lot of fun, Matty. <laughs> My name is Matt. <laughs> I am the whiskey lover, I am the uncertified whiskey hunter, and with me is my partner in agave, Drew. Drew, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. We've been having a good time on our warm-up here today. Yeah, we always warm up a little bit, yeah. We do. Which, you know, hopefully we are loose enough, but not drunk, not, not, you know, stumbling and mumbling. We don't want to have our words too slurred, right? Right. And again... I just want to be a little better looking. I don't know I don't know how to answer that but but once again we will full disclosure we are editing these loose yep. we're not going to cut much so forgive us if we have ums and ahs right. we're going to try to just roll with this because we don't have time so we are going to taste a whiskey and taste a tequila today for the whiskey. I've got lined up for us a lovely little treat. It is the Wilderness Trail Kentucky Straight Single Barrel Malloy's yeah. Store Pick, a, con- a co-barrel pick with the Wheaton Whiskey Club and Malloy's Finest in Glen Ellen. And it is fantastic. I can't wait to get into this. Yes. Drew, what do you have today? So I've got an equally special bottle. This is the Tequila Ocho Plata Puntas. All right. This is a special release. I'll get I'll get to it in the notes. But these are two bottles that are hard to find. Right. This one's your whiskey is local to Chicago Land area. Correct. And this Puntas was a very limited release. Yeah. To be clear, you only had a sample bottle. I only had a sample. Courtesy of Jesse Estes from Ocho, Tequila Ocho, and our buddy Ernesto Cruz, the Tequila Godfather, El Padrino. Shout out, Ernesto. We love you, buddy. Oh, man. We love you, Ernesto. Thank you. So we didn't even have a lot to drink or warm up with the We did not warm up puntas. with the puntas because we, we, we only had just what, an ounce two, and a half, yeah, two ounces two maybe. Bottle, little sip bottles were kind of... On the theme of special bottles today, and both in releases and in availability and in just the quality of the liquid, too, right? These are all just special, special liquids. We might have to cut this next one. Can Malloy's ship? 
they are working on it. Okay. They're actually working on it because they, because we've partnered with some guys who are kind of specializing in marketing and advertising. He's trying to grow, trying to adapt. And okay. part of that is working with, yes, legal so may, shipping methods. So yeah. maybe not this one, but perhaps future store picks from Malloy's could be shipped around the country. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All Which right. is good awesome. news. It's good for the store. It's good for everybody. Yeah. Good for the yeah. country. Because <laughs> No, because Steve Malloy... Right? Uh, the owner of the store. Yes. He works his yes. ass off to find special store picks. Yes. His palate and, is phenomenal. Yeah. He has great picks, and his store is full of single-barrel store pick selections. Right. Right. Yes. Right. Let's get into this. Yeah. All right. Tell me about this whiskey. So I had a trip recently, and again, we don't know when we're going to air this, but... I had a trip to Kentucky. It was glorious. Steve invited me to come with him yeah. with a few other friends. We went down to Kentucky. There was uh, six of us. So, and so we're going to be airing this later. Yeah. Who knows when? When did you go down to Kentucky? It was in April. April of twenty two. Twenty two. Okay. Yeah. And so the idea was that he invited us to go and to help him select the single barrel store pick selections for the summer of 2022 for Malloy's. Gotcha. Okay. So we did seven barrel picks in three days. We visited six distilleries. One was a two barrel yeah. jobber and six distilleries in three days for those seven barrel picks that are going to be released Throughout the year. So this is going down to Kentucky. People call this this the bourbon trail. Yeah. Right? Right. You're going to the distilleries in and around... I was going to say in and around Louisville. Yeah, but yeah. Danville, I mean, it's... Yeah, Danville, it's, Shelbyville, Louisville. Yeah, we kind of drove okay. around. Right. All right. You hit how many distilleries? Six distilleries. In three days. In three days. Oh, wow. It was great. And let me just and tell you... And ended up picking out seven... Seven, seven barrels. picks seven from barrels. That. All right. Yeah. yeah. So the the highlight, the quick little highlight, it was like being treated like royalty. Because on a few occasions, like on the Monday we were down there, many of the distilleries are closed on Monday. They weren't even open to the public. Oh, my god! And they let us in. One of the ones that I was looking forward to the most, honestly, was Wilderness Trail. Now, you and I have been drinking Wilderness Trail for quite some time. Yeah. I introduced you to their rye. Loved it. A couple years yes. ago. Yeah. Back when we first started discussing, this was, just a, this was just an idea in our brains. This was just a glint in your <laughs> eye, Matt, this, this podcast. And just like in the teaser episode where I am your Sherpa or your... <laughs> Pack mule, as you so graciously like to call me. Yeah. I was introducing you back into rye whiskey, and you quickly identified how much you love the spiciness yep. and the boldness of yep. those rye whiskeys. And I've been leaning more towards their rye whiskey. However, yeah. during the pick, 
you know, when we tasted the five samples, we all basically agreed on two. It came down to two separate samples. Okay. okay? And one was this one. This one was number four, I believe, of the samples. And the number five was just a caramel bomb. It was just yeah. caramel on the nose, caramel on the palate. Right. It was sweet and decadent. And and Steve, I looked across the table at Steve, and he's kind of giving me this like little wink in his eye, like he's holding <laughs> the glass up by his chin. He's kind of like, he's, he's like looking at snickering and smiling. Yeah. And I, I could tell that he was really hoping that the group voted for four, number number five. Yeah. But honestly, we all discussed it. We hashed it out. And we came to the conclusion that a, a more dynamic, a more complex whiskey is going to gotcha. appeal to a greater number of people than something that's just caramel. Like, sure. as good as it was, as good as that sample was, it it didn't compare to the complexity of, of this sample. So we okay. went ahead and picked it. And kudos for Steve for really taking value of our opinions, right? He could have done this all by himself. He didn't need us there. He's done these picks. He has chosen great whiskeys. All the bottles in his store I highly recommend. But, you know, he wanted some opinions. Like, yeah. Because he values what others might think about some that lean more towards rice, like me, others that lean more towards sweet bourbons or spicier things. And gotcha. so we all kind of voted and kind of agreed that this one would be a great pick. How many of you were voting? Well, it wasn't, it didn't ever come down to an actual vote. And it never came down to any kind of heated debate. In fact, most of the picks, it was unanimous. Really? Almost every time. Yeah. And this was six distilleries in three days. Correct. And at this one distillery, you had five samples. Correct. Just little did pours. You have just little tiny little pours. Tiny little, well, of course. But did you have five samples at every? No. Yeah, no. Some were five samples. Some were only three samples. Okay. So it, it, it varied. There was a lot of variance. I was sitting here and thinking you, you had 30 samples in three days. <laughs> like, well, what an incredible. We drank a lot of whiskey. For instance, at Bullet, we did not choose among the four that we sampled. She brought out uh, two more additional samples. That's six. That's six. And we chose one of the other two. Really? And it, I don't believe, I, I know for a fact that if we were being douches about the whole thing, yeah. she wouldn't have brought up those sure. other two. Why, why would she, right? She, this is her day off. The, the place is closed on Monday, right? So, you know, it, 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 she's like, damn it, this is my one time to sleep it, in. So getting back to Wilderness Trail, yeah, they have two bourbons, okay, a weeded mash, and a high rye mash, okay. We're gonna pause here one second. And pause. I meant to look it up, but we got on the tangent of Matthew Perry movies, <laughs> James James Con <laughs> <Kahn> movies. <laughs> The mash bill for the Wilderness Trail High Rye Bourbon is 64% corn, 24% rye, 12% malted barley. And well, you've been talking this to death, or did we talk yeah, James no, Conn no, to death? No, no. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> let's, let's get into it here. Give it a good nose. 
What are you getting? Oh. It's been sitting in the glass long enough now. Still just a ton of caramel. Just a ton of caramel. 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 I know. And I really think it is caramel. I think caramel is a town in Indiana and California. Now, what stood out for me when we did this, and yeah. it's even today, even now in the glass, is that little bit of mint comes through. Yeah, in what you're calling mint, I'm going to call rye. Okay. I'm getting kind of the caraway fennel side. Okay, all right. Yeah. Oh, but maybe because you said it or because I'm sniffing it about four times. Yeah, a little mint. Hmm. And so this is four years, five months old. Okay. And the name is... Again, it's a Malloy's single barrel selection, Hubba Bourbon. Hubba Bourbon. So they did that because most of us got a really nice bubblegum note later in the palate. Gotcha. I don't get the bubblegum on the nose right okay. now, but I also know that we've been sipping and on is some that tequila. Like, is, that, so. is that pepsin? Is that the flavoring? I think we, we had this discussion before. Oh, yeah. I, did we do that before? I don't know, but... You looked it up to try to see oh, yeah, where yeah, that, yeah, where that, that came right, from. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. And yes, I think it was some of the Fleer bubble gum was pepsin. All right. All right, let's taste this. Cheers. Cheers. So it's 56.92% alcohol, so that comes out that's to like almost, almost one, 114. 114 proof. Whew. Yeah, it's warm. It definitely tastes hot. So warm you up. And when we first... Poured this tonight. I didn't get that bubblegum note, but I got it this time. I did too. I think our palates settled down enough. Yes. We had some water after our tequilas, yeah. after our warm up sips. That bubblegum note is just subtle enough to not be overwhelming. Yep. But it's good enough that if you get this bottle, you can search it out, you can find that note. And if you like that, it's, it's really yummy. You don't always get that in a lot of bourbons. But I got a great balance of some spicy notes, some sweet notes, right? The caramel, some spice from the rye, right? You get that black pepper, you get that mint, Mm -hmm. and the baking spices. This could make a killer cocktail. Ooh, no. It's 60 bucks, so I don't know if I would want to waste it in that, you know? I I think it's too good to water down with... Something else. It's pretty special. This yeah. is. Yeah. I'm gonna. We're, There's we're, a lot we're going gonna, on here. Yeah, we're gonna kill this bottle. Neat, most likely. It's behind my laptop. I can't quite tell well, how maybe much not is tonight. in there. Maybe oh, not tonight. Okay. But eventually. One more sip. I was gonna say, are we Ubering <laughs> back? Okay. Question. James Kahn was kind of a tall, tough guy. In The Godfather. Right. In the family, he was one of the taller guys. How tall is he? I would guess that they made him taller for the film, but that he's probably only about 6'1", 6'2". 5'9". Okay. Yeah. Which, if you think about him standing next to Will Ferrell, who is probably 6'3", 6'4". Right. It would make sense, because he was quite a bit shorter. And how it makes sense, him standing next to Al Pacino. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> he did look. How tiny look, are these people? They're tiny, man. They're so small. We could we, never be in the movies because no. all these people would be talking into we, our navels. We'd, we'd be off the well, camera, and we're we'd not be, and we're not good looking or well talented or that in that that, that too. Yes, right. but yes, our heads would be off the camera angle. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be right. off the shot. <laughs> it would be like when they had to put Tom Cruise on the box so that he was taller than Nicole Kidman. What was that race car movie he was in? Oh, Days yeah. of Thunder. Days of Thunder. Yeah. yeah. Did you know he stood on a box that entire time? That is awesome. She's like a legit six feet. I got to look this up. Well, they did, they did, what was the Irish movie that they did together? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> You're a corker, Shannon. <laughs> You're a corker. <laughs> you know, that movie was really far, popular. Far, far, far and, and away. away. Far and away. It was really popular and it was terrible. So she's 5'10". She's not six foot. But she is 5'10". And IMDb puts this girl at, at Nicole, this girl, <laughs> this this fifty six year old woman, uh, Nicole Kidman at five eleven. Okay, so five eleven. So I said she was probably, legit six foot, probably so. even a little bit taller. They might not have wanted to put her at six foot, and then Tom Cruise. What does his say? His oh says five three, but he's actually probably four nine. Like he's <laughs> four nine. <laughs> you know what's funny? Everybody else, you just kind of click their name and the height comes up? Yeah. Not Tom Cruise. Oh, he's got control. It's he's buried in the annals yeah. of Scientology. Yeah. Hold on. We're going to find out. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I'm going in for my third sip. You go ahead. I'm, you can't find it on here. They have buried this. Five, seven. No way. No way. He's, I bet you he's, he's five, five. five, five. And puts in 5'7". And Nicole is 6 foot and puts in 5'11". That's my <gasps> guess. That's my conspiracy. That's my hot take. My hot take for the day. <laughs> this is Matt, Matt's Hollywood Insight. How was that third sip? It was great. It, the alcohol has mellowed out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had this in our glass for a little while. Yeah. And so it's, it's opening up. And when I say opening up, it's it's separating enough that I can kind of pick out the sweet, yeah, transitioning into the spice, transitioning into that bubblegum note, and then going back again to a sweet and spicy finish. So those things are more compressed, more jam-packed on your palate the first few sips, but then on that third sip, it kind of opens up and mellows out those. It, it stretches out those flavors. Well, now you've talked me into it. All right. If there was one note that I would look for more would be maybe a touch of oak, a little more oak, but it's got everything that I like. It's got the sweet, it's, it's got really the spice, good. it's got a great... It's really good. And I get a lot of the rice spice on that early finish and then the bubble gum later. Right. Th- yeah, that's, that is a really special bo- bottle. Yeah, no, it's, it's really tasty. And it's still available at all of the Malloy's stores. Right. So, so this is as of today. Chicago suburbs. Right. Right. Malloy's finest. Yes. Lyle, Naperville, Glen Ellen. Gotcha. Western Burbs. So it was a joint pick with the store and the Wheaton Whiskey Club. Oh yeah. Well here, right. pour me a little so, more and tell me all, all about right. so, the Wheaton <laughs> Whiskey Club. So Jason. There we go. 
Do you have to yeah. stop talking when you pour? I, I had to reach. I didn't know how oh, far away the glass you. was. I didn't want to... Didn't want to grunt into the microphone. Reach past the... <laughs> grunting while I'm pouring. So, shout out to Jason Langrider. I also reached out to him as yeah. well as Steve. Yeah. Jason was busy. We'll get him on. Don't worry. Jason does the Big Red Dram podcast. Yeah. And Jason Langrider is the... So, if the Wheaton Whiskey Club was the son of Jarrell or Kalel, Jason would be Jarrell. What are you t- <laughs> you, you know Superman, right? I yes, mean, but... Okay. All right, so Jason is Jarrell. He's the father. He's the father of the Wheaton Whiskey Club. Does his face only appear in the Fortress of Solitude? <laughs> Come on, man. Wait, you don't like the son of Jarrell? It's a, we're good. I'm good right. with it. Right. I'm good with it. So the Wheaton Whiskey Club was originally designed to be part social, part whiskey lovers, enthusiasts. Yeah. And then part access to single barrel selections. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. So the club itself does not have the power to buy... A barrel, or if we did, we wouldn't have the ability to bottle it, right? So, okay. So you have because you're to, not like a licensed reseller right. we, we or don't, distributor we don't have, or whatever. Right. We don't have a DSP. We don't have a provider. We don't have a bottler. We don't have any any of the stuff that you would need to officially buy an entire barrel. Gotcha. And then and then do what with it? Like well, you got a barrel of whiskey. Not now what? Right. So you work with liquor stores. You work with wholesalers, distributors, or individual liquor stores like we have with Malloy's. Gotcha. And we partner with them to then go in and have not only the access, but the buying power to get in with these distilleries to buy a barrel and then sell it exclusively to the club members, or in this case, a joint pick with the club and the store. Gotcha. Gotcha. So people go to the store, they know about it because they're in the club, and then they go to the store to buy it. Correct. Gotcha. Right. Or if you just happen to walk into the store, you can purchase one of these bottles because it's a joint pick. Sure. Some bottles are exclusively through the club, and you can only buy a bottle if you're a club member, which you are a member. I am. And you have. Membership has its privileges. You have partaken. Point... Being the Ezra pick. Oh. Yeah. The minute <laughs> I opened it, I finished it. It was so good. And then I said, if anybody drops out, I want another one. Right. And my goodness, if they didn't find <laughs> another couple of bottles. Yeah. I was all over that. Yeah, he hooked you up. So amazing. And the Remus. The you, Remus, which I passed on originally. You, weren't, you were cool on, and then you love it now. That's well, I had to buy it to get the Ezra. <laughs> I think it was one of those things where I said, I really want an Ezra. And if you're hung on the Remus, yeah. I'll buy that so too. So if this, then that. Right. right. Yeah, okay. So it was kind of like, you know, scratch my back, yeah. I'll scratch yours. Sure. I'll buy two bottles. But that, that Remus ended up being amazing. Also a high rye bourbon. This is just, I think I just really like, 
I really like the rye. I like the spice. I, I like what it adds to the bourbon. Correct. Yeah. No. Me too. Me too. And I really like ryes. Oh, in yeah. In general. Oh, definitely. But it, the, but the high rye bourbon gives you the best of both worlds. It's sweet. I agree. It's spicy. Yes. So right. the Wheat and Whiskey Club has had great success. Yeah. With both collaborative picks and exclusive picks. This one was going to be a collaborative pick from, from the beginning, you know, and the the great thing about being a member of that club is that single barrels are unique. You know, sometimes you can get a single barrel that is a very good expression of what that distillery has to offer. Sure. And then sometimes it can be such a departure because that's the great thing about barrels of whiskey is that up in that warehouse, you could have two barrels side by side right next to one another. Yeah. One of them comes out, you know, honey and caramel and great things. And the next one could be like, you know, flat or it could be like a strong like licorice note or something you don't care for or whatever. Side by side, the same distillate can yeah. create different things in those barrels. And then they will select these special single barrels because they will taste and compare almost every barrel in the warehouse. And they'll go, ooh, wait, that's a special barrel. So whenever you see a single barrel, you know that you're taking a little bit of a gamble. Okay. Right? Yeah. You're yeah. not you're not going to get the quintessential flavor of a batched version of that whiskey. However, those that can figure out the let's go in for it, the, the nuance. nuance. You can get those differences in single barrels because they will find those, capture those, and then sell those to those liquor stores. Would, would you say there's a ton of these whiskey clubs around the country? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Probably partnering with a regional, local liquor store, liquor store to, yes. to do these kinds of things? Yes. So regardless of where, you're, where the listener is, the one listener, <laughs> as my podcasting hero would say, six listeners can't be wrong. Right. Re- regardless of where you are, Listening from, you can find a club that probably is getting their own club picks through a local liquor store. Yes. Yeah. Unless you are a whiskey drinker in a town of 200 people, you know. Sure. You might have to travel a little bit. Might have to travel. But yes, most of the major cities will have, whether it's on Facebook or uh, Reddit, sub some of these Reddit subgroups, you know. Yes. There, there are different ways to find these whiskey groups. But anybody inside. in any kind of major metropolitan area can should, join a should, whiskey should club. Reach out and find a whiskey club. Find a local club, yes. Or at the very awesome. least, find a store where you can get behind their store picks, buy their bottles, because that's, yeah, it's a great way to get a unique, special. That's our theme tonight, right? Right, special, special bottles. bottles. Special bottles. So, speaking of special bottles. Let's talk about our tequila ocho puntas. Smooth transition, June. Ooh. Well, I'm, we're done with the whiskey, yeah, yeah, I think. Right, yeah, we're ready to move yeah, on. We're ready to move on. Um, 
I'm going to ask you to explain to everybody what the heads, the hearts, and the tails are when you are distilling. Yeah, sure. So distillation is purification. And during that process, the first portion of the distillate coming off the still is going to be heavy on methanols. It's going to be heavy on the kind of chemicals that... Back in the day, turn, turned you blind. <laughs> Made you go blind. The moonshiners going blind. Right. Yeah. Okay. So things can make you really sick. Okay. All right. So chemical compounds that you do not want in your... The first portion, the heads, you cannot drink it. Okay. You cannot. So the first stuff to boil up is the heads. Right. And that's the stuff you have to get rid of. All the methanols, all the bad stuff. Gotcha. Right. Turn you blind, make you sick. Gotcha. Then you have the heart. The heart is the glorious juice. That's the stuff that we all love, that we want going into the barrel. That's what goes into the barrel, eventually goes into the bottle. The tails are consumable, but they don't taste very good. Okay. So, again, different esters, different congeners. You start to get a little more of those chemical compounds that come up. Because that boiling continues, you're getting For some stuff For anybody who's that... seen Twins, it's Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. So the heads and the tails are sometimes separated okay. and put into another batch. And we can get into sour mash down oh, the road. Okay. All right. Sometimes those can be separated and sent off to other chemical companies that want the methanols, that want those things. Gotcha. Hand sanitizers, fuel sources, oh, different things like that. Okay. That's my breakdown. Gotcha. So let's talk puntas. Puntas is this thin, thin little cut. And if we're looking at Puntas, I think this is going to translate to tips or point. I think punto is okay. point. Okay. So it's it's this one little section of the distillate that they thought was special. So like the the top of the heart. The top of the heart. So like when you bake a cake and you have the icing and your kid runs up and puts this, his finger on the little icing corner to get a little... This is the top of the muffin. <laughs> Only the muffin tops. <laughs> Only the muffin tops. <laughs> Where's the rest of this muffin? Who ate this muffin? (laughs) Oh, man. So this was a very thin cut. It was high in alcohol. It was high in flavor. It was just after they felt the heads was off the table. Right. And when they created this, it created 800 cases. So a rather small batch, a very small batch. It's a really small batch. And we're nosing it right now, and are, I'm telling oh you, gosh. it's just, this is... This has been sitting in our glass for right. a couple of hours now. And it is a Blanco. It is. It has not been in a barrel. No. But I get notes that we often get from some of our delicate reposados. Sure. Sure. A little bit of that caramel and vanilla that you normally attribute just to the barrel aging of the reposados, which most of the time 
the agave, the the blancos mm. that we taste, it's just agave. It's just so, agave but, and earth, and this has got some sweet notes to it. It does, but it's it's still earthy. It's still the cooked agave, the sweet agave. I get even like the the kind of tart, like green apple. Yeah, there's a there's a sharp note. Yeah, yeah. like a tart. I'm apple. gonna call it green I'm apple. Gonna, I don't know yep. if it's green apple, nope, but it's I'm with you. it's definitely tart. And there's some sweet a, caramel notes. I get a perfume note. Yeah, a slight perfume yeah, note. I'll give you that. Oh, I can't wait to taste this. Are we ready? And we haven't tasted this yet because, again, this was 600 cases that came to the U.S. So we only had our little sample bottles. And so we had these samples that, again, were provided by Tequila Ocho and our buddy Ernesto Cruz. And the only reason I had these extras was because two people had to sit out of the tasting. <laughs> like it was, you it snatched was, them up. It, well, it was basically, you know, buy them for the tasting and... We had two people who called in sick and said, I want those. Yeah. Salute. Salute. Wow. Wow, indeed. That is amazing. That's incredible. I got a mint note. I got an herbal. I'll give you that. I got an herbal note. Like fresh herbs, not baking spices, but like fresh herbs. Right. Like a handful of like basil and cilantro and all of it together. Yeah, like just yeah. right, right, right. Like a bouquet it, gar- garni. Oh, it was yeah, just the right amount of agave. Often blancos, I I tell people, you know, if you are, if you're not into agave, you're not gonna love blancos. You're better off with a repo sure. or something. Sure. Because blanco is just. Right? It's just loaded with agave. Yeah. This one was balanced with that agave with the mm-hmm. other notes mm-hmm. of sweet and floral and herbal. Yeah. Now, did you get any brine? There was a little tiny bit of salt. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that came off of the earthy nose. The same earthy nose that we got turned into brine on the palate. Right. And the finish is long because this is... What's the proof yeah. on this? Oh, the proof on this is 101. So... Not your typical 80-proof tequila. Correct. Glorious. So this comes, this comes off the still at about 60 to 65, right, at 120 to 130. We know that tequila has to be 110 or less. That's and, a shame, by they, the way. Well, I, I agree. I agree. Um, Unless you go to a distillery. I wonder if they let you sample well, it right off you the know, still. They do, number one. Number two... There are other agave distillates. Remember, tequila is kind of like champagne. Right. It, it has to be, it has to meet geographic and certain things. But there are other agave distillates that we can get at a higher proof. Mescals and sotals and things like sure. that. Yeah. Sure. So this, they, so this came off at like 120, 130. They took it down to 110, but they didn't feel like it was as good as the Tapatio 110 which is also part of the family here. And so they said, well, let's find a sweet spot. 110 was not the sweet spot, and they got it down to 50.5, 101 proof, and that was the perfect spot. I have no judgment on that because this tastes... It's, it's great. And this I is mean, one of the few times where we can be sipping a 114 whiskey and not be blown out of the water 
going down to an 80 proof tequila. Right. It stands up to the whiskey. I don't feel like my palate has been, you know, ruined. Right. Like you're falling off a cliff drinking yeah. water. Yeah. Pick up your glass. Oh, don't mind if I do. <laughs> mm. Do you get some pepper on that finish? Black pepper and even, like, even, like, what, like, fresh garden peppers might smell like on your counter. Sure, Like, not the flavor of a jalapeno or the spice of a jalapeno, but just what those might smell like, the garden vegetables, like, just sitting on your... That hot green smell. Oh. You know, I even felt like it was kind of white peppery. Yeah. Do you have white pepper in your house? We don't. Oh, man. Whenever I'm making gravy, and I don't eat, I don't consume gravy, <laughs> despite, despite my girth. <laughs> so come as a surprise, but I make gravy, and I always put white pepper in it just because it looks better. Yeah. And this is almost a white pepper. This is what the white pepper, it, it's got a different little funk to sure. it than sure. a black pepper. And I almost get a white pepper on this one. I would, yeah, I can go with that. You know, and I'm looking on Tequila Matchmaker, and I'm seeing people reporting anise, anise. Do you get, do you get that? Do you get that black licorice flavor? I not don't. Not really. Not really. I don't. No. I, I get some spices and some herbal notes, but not, yeah. not a whole lot of anise. But, yeah. you know, we're drinking whiskey and tequila together. Yeah. I, uh. I do it starts, think it starts to blend in. I do think this. I, I I wish we had more. I can tell you that much. So this is. Um, I don't know when this episode is going to come out. This stuff has already been released. It's an annual release. I don't know that it's. I don't. This is the first release of this type. Okay. Ocho though is big. I mean, their whole thing is vintage. Their whole thing is let's grab a single field. Right. And this is, here's the field, here's the year. So every single year you can probably pick up three or four different releases from Tequila Ocho. It's something a little bit different. Right. Yeah, even if you didn't like the 2022 Blanco, just wait a year. Right. Because they will release a new one, and it does have some variants. We've tried... We've tried a couple a of Blancos of yeah. from different years, and there was a, di- a enough of a difference that it was noticeable. Noticeable. Yeah. Right. Right. So we did have a small sample. I don't even know, is it worth trying to quick sip? What was that? Uh, no, uh, well, we have some left. I, I have We're enough. We're going to have to do tiny quick I have quick enough sips. left. It's going to be tiny. Yeah. But, I mean... So this is truly a sip. Right. Just a tiny little bit. This is like, get it on your tongue. Let's explain quick sips. Yeah. And these are truly small little sips because we don't have a lot of this tequila to go around. So we're taking a very small sip of the whiskey. We're not cleansing our palates. We're not waiting. We're not doing anything. Straight in, nose the tequila, sip the tequila. Maybe a quick nose and then sipping. Yep. Ready? Yep. Cheers. Cheers. That, okay, but it kicked up. 
the grassy, earthy cooked agave. Yes. I did not get the herbal. No, not an herbal. But definitely. Totally a, toasted agave note. Yeah. Toasted agave. And, and, and then a good bit of floral, but not like a bright floral, more like a, can I say cooked floral? When do we cook florals? Yeah. I don't know. It was more yeah. subdued. It was subdued. Yeah. But it was, it was delicate, but strong. Yes. The alcohol punch carried over yep. because, again, this tequila stood up to the 101, stood up to the 114 oh. well enough. This is So good. I had a lot of alcohol going on in my, in my mouth. Yeah. But that was a delicate, that was good. delicate but powerful yeah. sip. Yeah. So now do we need to cleanse to go the other way or yes. should we just... Let's, okay. let's cleanse. All right. Yeah. Take a little break here, huh? Okay. I'm, I'm excited for this because this is... This is not what I expected out of a quick sip. And it, it, and sorry, it, sorry. We, it's so low budget. <laughs> Literally, you pull up your phone. Oh my gosh! All right, all right. Let's do it. Salute, salute. Hot. <laughs> That that did make that whiskey came off hotter that time. Oh, now we're not. I mean, even though we say we're cleansing our palates, we're taking a swig of water and we're going in. Yeah, that that first sip of the tequila came out way more floral for me. Okay. And then when I went into the whiskey, you know, the holding the whiskey in my mouth was like. Sucking on butterscotch or a or a caramel candy. Yeah, right. The sweet was initially all of the sweet. Yeah, but then it finished super hot. Super hot, almost like a jalapeno, like a chili pepper, hot. It's now subsiding, and I'm still getting. I still would have said red hot. Okay, like I didn't, cinnamon? I didn't, like, yeah, like a cinnamon. I didn't necessarily get the green hot. Oh, it was so hot, I couldn't even tell it was blasting my palate. Really? Yeah. Oh, so I thought it was hot. I didn't think it was that hot. But I did get that caramel sweetness yeah. on, on the beginning, and I really enjoyed the herbal, the floral, the sure. agave on that first sip. Yeah. And then a little bit of mint... I don't think the bubble gum came through. I didn't get no. Afraid, you know what? It it totally the, it totally killed the bubble gum. Yeah, the mint was there, mm-hmm. the sweet was there, mm-hmm. caramel, maybe even a little bit of oak because we're going from an an unoaked blanco sure, sure. to an oaked whiskey. I got a little bit of oak on that mid palate, but yeah, boy, that was hot. But that was tasty. I would actually vote for whiskey first, tequila second. I would too. That was delicious. It was. It was glorious. And this is one of those rare times, I feel like, where we can be sipping a higher proof whiskey and go to the lower proof tequila and get more out of the tequila. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So that wraps it up for us. We want to thank you all for listening. Please like and follow and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. You know, we're not social media gods, but we do understand that those five-star ratings make a positive outlook on our algorithms. 
We're on Instagram, and we have a Facebook group at Whiskey Tequila Fridays. We want to thank you again to Joby at Forsha Creek for our music. Love this song. We are asking that you avoid the secondary market, and if you buy allocated bottles, please break the glass when you're done. (laughs) That prevents empty bottles from being used for fraud purposes. We ask that you drink responsibly, and if you like drinking whiskey and you like drinking tequila, then it's always a Friday. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. We appreciate y'all hanging, but now it's time to go. We'll come on back for more whiskey to keep a Friday show.